You're listening to Green Wave Radio. 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 Hey, welcome to Green Wave Radio. I'm Hayden Kim. I'm a bit of a nerd, so I did as any semi-sociable nerd would do, and joined the speech and debate team. However, my school only had five kids in the speech program at the beginning of the year. That turned to eight by the middle of the year, to now six at the end. The fact that a private school of 500 had only six kids in speech, so that made me wonder what would cause this sort of thing. To properly understand the speech and debate world, we need to have a little context. Speech and debate are broken into two groups, the debate side and the speech side. On the debate side, there are three events, Lincoln-Douglas, Policy, and Public Forum. The biggest debate event is Public Forum, where teams of two go head-to-head and debate political topics each month. On the speech side, there are three types of events, Public Address, Interpretation, and Limited Prep. In Public Address, there are three events, Declamation, Informative, and Original Oratory, where competitors present a written speech or already established speech fully memorized. In Interpretation, there are four events, Humorous, Dramatic, Duo, and Program Oral Interpretation. In these events, competitors choose a piece of literature and act it out, basically competitive acting. And finally, Limited Prep. There are three events in Limited Prep, Extemporaneous, Impromptu, and Improvisational. In these events, speakers have a limited amount of time to prepare for a speech. I know, I know, that was a lot, but all this is necessary in understanding the world behind speech and debate. So, while this is still fresh in your mind, let's talk to the head coach of the speech program at my school. My name is Luan Faust. Uh, this is year four of me coaching here at the Del Barton School for Boys, and I have been coaching for about 17 years, um, and this is my 20th year being involved in speech and debate. So I've been doing this more than half my life. What were some of the observations you've made over the years in attendance and commitment in the speech and debate program? And, you know, it, 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 it really depends... At least for me, when it comes to trends, it really depends on the kind of school. So I have coached at three different programs. Uh, This is my second program where it's at an all-boys school. Uh, I originally was coaching at my alma mater university school in Hunting Valley, Ohio. And the trend that that I saw there, I see here. Uh, A ton of focus on participation in things like speech and debate definitely in the debate side. Um, When it comes to the public address events, especially though the interp events, there's this major hesitance for young men to get involved in that, which was weird for me because when I was in high school, men, young men represented themselves in all the events. Uh, Young women were representing themselves in all the events as well. But now it seems like, at least in the areas that I tend to be more often, that guys are backing away from the creative aspect of the of the event of speech and debate and going purely towards the argumentative aspects. And also, I think in numbers in general, we're starting to see a drop, period, in terms of not even just by, by gender, just in general. I'm absolutely surprised that I'm hearing at Nationals qualifiers this weekend, you know, where the largest event is going to only have 20... 324 kids. I'm used to, in, in my time, even when I was coaching in the co-ed school, the national tournament qualifiers was a, meant a big deal. And I think part of the decline there is scheduling. 
a lot of schools have their graduations around the time of the national tournament. And so a lot of these seniors who have gone through this, through this process for three years previously, they realize, okay, this is graduation. I'd rather be a graduation than going to this tournament that I might not necessarily do well in. And so a lot of kids are trying to do so many different things, they're essentially becoming a jack of all trades. Yeah, and so in the, in the end, they can do a lot of things, but they can't do any of them well. And so kids are spreading themselves out so thin that the commitment to things like debate just isn't what it used to be. Do you think it has something to do with the mindset of the generation or with kids wanting to do well on college applications? While I am a fan of I-generation bashing, I, I am one of them. I really do think that part of what this is going on is this push to getting into the best colleges ever. Like, hey, I want to get into an Ivy League. If I want to get into Ivy League, I got to do all these things so I can stand out. But then you also have folks who have had things handed to them to the point where instead of going through the struggles or going through the ideas of research, they don't really want to waste the time in doing the research that's necessary to do well in things like debate. So again, I think part of it is that commitment thing, but also it's that wanting to do a ton of different things at the same time. You know, uh, what, what can students, or, um, teachers, um, I mean, even institutions do to kind of uh, prevent this kind of thing? Because, you know, back in the day, it was really big to go to nationals, but if that's really been put on the back burner to athletics and, and stuff. And how, how do you think, you know, we can kind of prevent this sort of decline? So I want to, I can, when I look at this, I actually look at the school at where I was working before I came here. It was a boarding school. It was co-ed. And the thing that worked for this, for that school was that we were able to meet and practice at various different times. Students had free time. And so if a student had a block that was free and a coach had a block that was free, the student can come see the coach. So there wasn't a consistent every day after school. Like the structure of how things are here, it has to be that after school time. And so because it's at that after school time, we lose folks that were athletes. We lose folks that are in the theater program, which is insane. This is the first program. First is the first program where I really had to deal with that, and it's really hard to figure out because it, what really is is that if we as independent schools are trying to look and educate the whole child, if we're structuring every little minute so that the students themselves can't really experience these things, it's going to be tough. Like I know the only reason I got involved in speech and debate was because. Uh, a friend of mine in high school, an older friend of mine, was like, hey, come join the team. I'm like, eh. He's like, no, come to a meeting, see how it goes. Went to a meeting. I was like, oh, okay, maybe this will work. Then I went to a tournament by Christmas that my freshman year, and then that's something I've stuck with for the rest of my life. So, I mean, there was just so, they're just like the way structures and schools structure themselves could give an opportunity for people who are in multiple different areas to actually stay involved. It's tough for winter athletes to stay involved because that's a vast majority of when tournaments on the national and local circuits tend to be. 
so I mean it's really hard to get folks that want to be winter athletes and be involved in debate. So that first answer kind of looks more at the, like the institutions itself. But when we're looking at the students, student, like for instance, I think part of the reason we don't see as many male students, at least here, getting involved in things like interp, is this bravado and ego thing. They don't want to seem vulnerable or they don't want to seem, they don't want to make a fool of themselves. I mean, part of the fun of the speech events is doing silly things and then talking to your competitors about all the silly things you did. Like I still have friends from high school and college forensics because we were all in the same event. We did a bunch of crazy stuff together in those rounds and yet we bonded over that. So I have friends 15, 20 years later that I made because I wanted to take a risk and I didn't mind looking like a silly person every once in a while. So I really think if a student has an opportunity and a chance to get involved, that's great. Debate's a big thing. And I actually don't think the, I really don't believe that the National Speech and Debate Association thought that public forum debate was going to become such the behemoth that it has become as someone who was coaching and judging this since it started. Because, the, I mean, public forum's only about like 15 years old, something like that. So they never really, I don't think they expected it to be what it is. And so now it's gotten to the point where we're starting to see numbers drop in Lincoln-Douglas debate and in policy debate because everybody wants to do public forum. So I think what needs to happen in terms of the whole idea of speech and debate in itself, one, we need to promote ourselves more. And it's that promotion that's going to hopefully lead to getting more students involved, at least on the speech side. We need to see more of these folks that used to be in the event going to students, but not necessarily, it doesn't have to be like posters. It can be something that's actually done. Like they need, like Josh Gad, the actor, national champion. Oprah Winfrey used to do this. A lot of these major players in the entertainment world have this. The late George Carlin, one of the best comedians to ever grace this earth, he did this stuff. So I, th I think it's really tough because a lot of, I think a lot of kids today don't necessarily want to risk looking foolish. A lot of kids don't want to necessarily spend the time and the work and the effort that's involved. And a lot of schools don't want to give them the time to do it. So it's an, I personally believe it's an uphill battle, but also I'm a very cynical person at this point in my life. So I would hope we can see something different. Just not sure when or if it's going to happen anytime soon. Speech and debate has almost redefined who I am. I changed the way I speak in front of people, and it has taught me lessons that I will never forget. The fact that it is dying makes me sad. It makes me want to do more. So despite my crazy schedule and my sports, I know that I'll be showing up to the next speech and debate practice. Apathetic altruism, or patriotic patronism, and sink your teeth into the apple that you paid for. Songs sung not as often when they rhyme less. Choosing language over pictures caused a misconception. Right With finals and the end of my freshman year rapidly approaching, I asked my speech and debate coach for one more word of wisdom.
Oh, poor baby. I know. It's the slightest inconvenience. Thank you for listening. And this is Hayden Kim signing off.